Hello and welcome back to Before Our Friends Die. You're joined by me, Kavan. Me, Rash. And we are still joined by our very special guest from last week, Danny Mirza. If you want to know how to supercharge your LinkedIn, we've got the 10 commandments of that last week. So make sure you go ahead and check it out. But for now, you know what this is. We get to know Danny like we get to know all of our guests with our seven signature questions. First up, Rachelle, over to you. Let's go. So this question might throw you off. But who is the richest person in your phone book? You don't. You won't need to give names if you don't want to. But it would be nice to know their career, job. Hmm. Okay, I think I would take. Uh, I would look at this question from a different lens. Okay. Uh, rich for me is definitely not the person with the most amount of money. Okay. Oh. I think uh, wealth of knowledge is priceless. Okay. I think the richest person, and I would definitely give a shout out to my father. Oh man. I think. Um, uh, I've done three masters. He has done three masters as well. Smash I need it. to beat him. I need to do a fourth <laughs> one. But I think he was the reason I, I I am what I am today. I think his wealth of knowledge is basically makes him the most richest person in my phone book. And I've saved him as Papa. Love beautiful, that. beautiful. Good to see you, Papa. I think uh, you're the most richest person I know. Love beautiful. That. I think that's the second time someone's answered it like that now. Do you know what? I think the one you're thinking of is they talked about richness and wealth of spirit. But, but I mean, the context of not money. Yeah, not money. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Because we question it as, we or we assume always money, money rich. and materialistic stuff. Yeah. But yeah, good answer, man. Um, shout out to your dad. Three uh, masters, just out of interest. What are they in? Yeah. So I've done uh, an MBA, which is proper business, MBA yeah. in marketing, and then did a MA in human resources, HR. Okay. CIPD level seven. I'm an HR consultant as well. Then I did my third masters in social innovation, MSc in social innovation. So yeah, three masters. Might do a fourth one, but my wife would hate me. <laughs> to kill me. I do all nighters. That's the problem, because I don't. You know, I mean, me being chaotic, yeah. I don't do my assignments well in advance. I just do it one last night, <laughs> all nighter, and she's you're, like, "Why are you up?" Your students watching this now, like, <laughs> yeah, do all nighters if you can. I love, I love that. I love the pressure. That was oh, me. I love, I love the pressure. pressure. I love the adrenaline rush when you get it. <laughs> the closest I have gone to submitting an assignment was three minutes. <laughs> Anything could it. have gone wrong. Let me share a story if I'm allowed go to. For it, go go for it, such man. a cool story, and students don't do it, but I think you could do it. And, uh, which is, uh, it was my dissertation. Yeah, I messed it up. I messed the time. I thought the dissertation, the deadline was maybe the 12 a.m. of the particular day of the last day. It was 12 p.m., so it was noon mm. when I had to submit, and I had the final touches on my dissertation still left. I was like, what to do? A very weird thing. And I'm saying this live now, uh, which is, so there's, there's something, a resource online, which is called uh, PDF Corruptor. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you need to upload your, um, you know, dissertation as a PDF. I think I know you did. Turn it in, <laughs> right? So what I did was I uploaded, I uploaded my dissertation to PDF Corruptor. The PDF got it corrupted. So what happens is it, it's a fine PDF. It gets uploaded. It's just that it cannot be opened up by somebody. Oh. And went to, you know, turn it in, accepted. It. It's fine. And I wanted more time. And uh, it was the, you know, it was a Friday. So they got back to me on Wednesday when some person opened it up. Oh, Danny, the file got corrupted. I'm like, <gasps> really? Oh my God, I put in so much effort in it. I'll send you the new one. But that time, that it was is proper. amazing. I wish I, oh, I wish I knew you. Sorry that. to my Lancaster teachers, <laughs> but uh, Lancaster University—that's what I did. Smashed it. That is well, listen. At the end of the day, 
Last week, Danny gave you 10 tips on how to supercharge your LinkedIn. And this week, you just got a smashing tip on how to buy yourself some more time. time. And beat the system. And beat, beat the system. system. Definitely. That's the person I am, beating the system. Oh, I wish I knew that. <laughs> We've got a couple of extra days on my side. <laughs> yeah, I could have bought myself a couple, couple more hours, please. Oh. Uh, second question. Who has the most potential that you know? Okay. It's a very broad question. I think uh, less because the most potential would be something or someone I'm working with currently because they are more closer to me right now. Okay. So I think uh, let's talk about my work right now because that's where I spend all my time right now. And I just came from my work right now. So I think um, the most the person with the most potential right now is my partner in crime, Demi King. I think uh, she works with me in FPL and she has the most potential right now. It's her first uh, career's gig. Doesn't look like that. Like mm. proper, the energy that she has. I think she has two ways right now for us to choose. Um, take the D-square away. Mm. Even if I leave the job and I'm away somewhere, she could still continue the D-squareness mm. or she could turn into a proper, you know, very lecturer-oriented academic kind of a careers consultant mm. where they say, oh, I'm just going to deliver a lecture in the class or you could be the other way say, I'm going to career rocket students to something today. I'm not going for a workshop. I'm going to career rocket students. So she has that option. And I think she is taking the D-square way. That's what we are called, Demi and Danny D-square. I think that's the way. She has the most potential to become an employability juggernaut in her year's time if she continues continues that path. Juggernaut. juggernaut. Word. I was thinking that. Do you know when you first when you first walked in and you mentioned D-squared, I was just sitting there like, oh, that's just a brand, isn't it? Like, just a clothing <laughs> brand. I did, now I Demi know the Danny. context. D-squared. D-square. Um, what's the third question who's the most influential person that you know well I think hands down uh, it's me myself and I might sound a, a bit very narcissistic in this uh, which I am I'll talk about this later but I think <laughs> I uh, the, my innate ability to influence people and students and energize them and motivate them for action I think that's unparalleled mm. and, I, and uh, I've seen that help me excel in my career Everything that I do, it's fueled by that spontaneity of mine. Energy. Energy, simple as that. Energy for me is influence. I can feel, I can feel the energy. You See, you could feel it in, the, yeah, uh, in this room. Yeah. And that's, that's me everywhere. So my way of influencing anyone is energy. Uh, they, could, they could try to ignore it, but it'll be, they'll be worse off. Like, it, it'll be bad for them. That's what I always say. Whenever, if somebody you know, does not want my energy, it's like... It's like they are basically saying that I don't want to improve myself. That's my way of looking at things. Like my energy is always for the better. And I, that, that's what I believe. So, so whoever is ignoring your energy, basically, who does not want to be influenced by you, wants to stay where they are. Because energy means change. And change is the only constant. We live in a VUCA environment. Volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. The only way you can circumnavigate that and went through it is basically energy and spontaneity. And that's that's what I believe. And the reason I said I'm the most influential person, me being narcissist, and yes, I am. So there's a term called productive narcissist. I'm that. And you'll be surprised to know this is a book, Productive Narcissist. Uh, search it on Google. And uh, you'll be surprised to know that some great leaders in the world had narcissistic traits. I think that's, yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. Narcissist. Um, Mahatma Gandhi, for God's sake, literally, look at Mahatma Gandhi, right? A narcissist. Barack Obama. 
all these people you would uh, nelson mandela <laughs> that book really opened up my mind i'm like oh that's me that's me i've got finally i've got a label for my narcissism productive narcissism it helps you excel in your life it's very tough to manage it's a tough thing to manage but i think it energizes you to do amazing stuff look at all these people the names i've taken mm. the stuff they have done mm. i think productive narcissism go search it online this is the future so where do you get your energy from i think my energy from is uh i would say my mother <laughs> my mother is one of the biggest reasons i see this and uh, i'm a proud uh, son of a small scale garment maker mm-hmm. and she has always been like this the energy comes from that end of my family my mother and basically the, uh, she always said that you could beat the world with energy energy is the power energy if you look at energy um uh, you know that um, you know speed of light all of those things what is that energy right so everything is filled with energy you could destroy everything with energy hence that that concept of energy energy can make you do anything in this world you could win over people with energy and vibes you could you could with energy you win sprints you know yeah. you know you san bolt and everyone they go that's energy you you could hit a six in cricket energy you could bowl the fastest ball with energy there you go so energy is everything you could beat things with energy that's what she has told me and how that this is how she was in her life uh, being very energetic in whatever she was doing so maybe that's where it comes from and moreover if you look at now where my energy comes from it stems from students so where does this man with all this energy or how does this man unwind decompress decompress slow down slow down i think uh, for me it'll be my kids <laughs> my, because i always and i have a way to do this so uh i've recently moved away from london okay a lot of people think that uh, I, i have a very learned personality you know all the energy and all mm. but that's my way of doing things so at my work i'm this full on woo like that at home i'm a very different person that's where the complex right and uh, i think i would give a life advice here a partner advice uh whenever you have a partner or you marry somebody or whatever um try to have a very different personality to yours so my wife kudus to her uh, her name is mushi so yeah mushi if you're listening um she is a very different personality to me so she calms me mm. so i'm like woo all these extravagance and goes to home and oh, there you go she's she's very different she doesn't get impressed by all of this <laughs> see that's where i decompress so yeah, i think yeah. uh, partners friends of those natures uh, they can help you decompress mm. and now my kids obviously they 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 decompress everything and uh, but i think that's the way that's the way to do it wicked beautiful um i would i would love to know this question or the answer to this one you are your best when you are i think uh, there are two answers to this one which is very you know diplomatic and which is which suits my career which is i'm i'm best when i'm around students all the buzz <laughs> and all the energy and i'm loving this and the vibes they give me which is fine but i think uh the other answer the real answer is i am best the best version of danny comes up when i'm allowed to bypass the system for the greater good when i'm about when i'm allowed to make do when i'm allowed to do things on my own terms okay autonomy hmm. that's when i'm the best you give me a free reign and i'll i'll make things happen i'll make wonders happen literally so that's when i'm the best hmm. when i could circumnavigate the barriers if you allow me to do that give me that you know space i'll show you stuff and that's that is the fine example of i work go to my linkedin to see the stuff that i do 
follow some other career consultants anywhere in the UK. They might not even have a cover on their photo, mm-hmm. on their profile. They might not have anything to share. They might have been doing a lot of amazing work, but maybe over tens of years or five years, they might have done two projects or something. Go to my profile, you'll see five projects in six months. There you go. And that can only happen thanks to my organization. Obviously, they have given me that. Mm. So thanks to them. There you go. So whenever I'm allowed uh, to do bypass the system and make things work, I think that's when I'm doing the best. So it's like a shout out and and a request to everyone who's working with me. Make so, that happen. So what is it about the system that requires you to bypass it? I think uh, the, the, the dissonance or the mismatch of energy and higher education again, higher education is very rigid irrespective of your post-92 university or if you're a Russell group. It is a very rigid, a very slow industry. If you want to change one thing in a course, you know it would require two years. Yeah, yeah. Two years for yeah, two years for one small assignment to change. So th- this is too slow as compared to the industry. We are sending students to in the corporate sector with this preparation or this speed. Mm. Hence, this is the reason I'm in careers, basically. So I am. I think that's the biggest reason. This mismatch of energy. Mm. So I need to bypass that because. I'll be wasting my time here or anywhere I'm working uh, if I'm not allowed to do the best I can. Mm. Hence, that's the reason I need to bypass the system. Because if bypassing the system can help me do my job better, let it be. Let's 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 allow that to happen. So I think this is the biggest advice to any organization, any employee, anywhere. I think status quo, challenge it. Norms, change them. Ways of working, heuristics, rule of thumb, break the thumb. <laughs> like Powerful. Make your own thing wherever you go and work and you'll be happy. Uh, next question. One thing you never regret doing? Okay, one thing, one thing I'll never regret doing. That's a tough one. I don't regret anything. But <laughs> whatever I do, I think not regretting anything. Again, deals uh, talks about the last point I said. I think I'm very unapologetic, so I don't regret being unapologetic in my way of working. Mm. My way of working is very I am very is very weird. This is who I am, so I would never regret working in the way I work, and which is I do not believe in equality at all. I believe in equity. Equity is key. The big the, the, the demise and the downfall of every every organization is when they try to achieve equality. Uh, people with no vision or lack of vision, they try to implement equality everywhere. It's easier to do. Mm. You know, give everyone the same thing. Yeah, standardized processes. You see that everywhere. Mm. Standard. Let's make a standard. Let's make you know a benchmark. I'm like, what? What the hell? Benchmarking. Rise above that. Every day, beat your own benchmark. Make your own standard. So I think my way of working, I'm very unapologetic. So I don't regret my chaotic way of working. It works for me. So I would never regret working in the way I work. Never, ever. Never be unapologetic. It might. I might not be a great team player. And I say that openly. But not everyone does not need to be a great team player for you to make a difference in your organization. That's the biggest advice I'm giving you. A lot of people say, uh, oh, I need to learn how to be a great team player. It's fine if you're not. If you're adding value to the clientele and the job you're doing, that's what matters. 
What's the point of being a great team player and being bad at your job? What's the point? What's the point? I always say this. Uh, it's more of a religious thing as well. Uh, you came alone in this world. You'll go alone, right? Live, live your life on your own terms. Stop people pleasing. And I think if you're successful, everyone would want to join that bandwagon. Lead by example. Yeah, this term, lead by example. Mm. Lead by example can never happen when you try to fit in. Will never ever happen. That's equality. The other, you know, when you try to fit mm. in, that's equality, right? Equity is when somebody lets you lead by example. Lets you stand out. Lets you stand out. And like I always say this, uh, wherever I work, I'm a manager's dream. Why is that? Because I lead example, lead by example. Who wouldn't want me in their teams? Because I make them look good, right? And everyone wants that. They might not say that openly or explicitly. Would say, oh no, Danny, maybe you know, develop some teamwork and develop something and all, and you know, develop the art of delegation and all. I'm like, what is delegation? There's a term called effective delegation. It is leading by example. What's the point of delegating on the for the sake of delegating and just saying, oh, uh, uh, just do this thing? Isn't it better to show them how you do things and maybe then they'll show you how they do things and find the best way to do this? The biggest problem I see in today's world is people people delegate for the sake of delegation, and that ends up, and the the problem is you end up with a low low quality output because you're delegating for the sake of delegating. Specialized specialization is gone. Equity is specialization. If somebody is good at something, use that. <laughs> and I always say this: um, if you have a strength and a weakness. Don't spend your time, like you know, trying to improve your weakness. Make your strength into a super strength. It would be easier to take something from eighty to a one hundred ten percent rather than to take something from twenty to forty. That jump of your weakness, improving your weakness, is much more tough, time-consuming, and would be for of of no use. That weakness will still be your weakness. Yeah, it's less of a weakness now, but it still is. Yeah. Isn't it better to use your strength and make it into a super strength? So I think I'm very unapologetic in all the things that I've said. So I never regret these things. I've never had someone someone tell me to do that, but it makes a lot of sense to be honest. Thank you. And um, the team player thing—that's beautiful to be honest. Because normally everybody goes, "Yeah, team player, you have to, you have to." But what you said there makes complete sense to be honest. And you're probably the first person to ever say it. To yeah. me anyway. They go, I think, or to us. Yeah. They, I, and I think one needs to be honest. Um, go ask students or ask yourself. Did you enjoy working in group projects? <laughs> Not really, no. See, <laughs> everyone says that. And this is the reason. Because if you're trying to fit in, the best kind of group projects are where you select a leader. You believe in the vision. And usually, this is how it should work. Once one person should st stand up and say, I'll lead this project. This is my vision. And have consensus. Obviously, it's a demo, demo, we live in democracy. Ask them. This is my vision. Do you guys agree with this? Or how we can improve this? And let that person take take lead. And then that person would know the specialization of every single person in the group. And that's equity. So if somebody is good at something, make them do it more, rather than trying them to you know learn something else. Or maybe you need to improve that. What's the point? I think there's uh, something to be said as well, where if you become the top 10% in the world at anything, the amount of money you can charge is insane. 
because you're the top 10%. You are. If you're the top 50%, top 60%, yeah, you can command a decent wage, but nowhere near the same that a top 10%. And I, I often personally go back and forth between, do I try and fill my gaps or do I try and completely lean into my uh, strengths? Um, I feel it my best when I'm leaning into my strengths. And then I question myself, well, should I try and be an all-rounder? And ultimately, you know, these conversations influence it as well. I'm probably not a great all-rounder, but I'm good at what I'm, I'm great at what I'm good at. Yeah. I think I usually use this phrase, uh, you must have heard this phrase, the jack of all trades, yeah? Yeah. I've changed it a bit. Okay. You know, me being in business, studying MBA. So MBAs are like that. So jack of all trades, master of some, not okay. none. Mm. See, look at the world differently. It's fine to know a lot of these skills and be jack of all trades, but be master of some than none. It's good to have that all round, all roundedness, but then again, don't make that your profession. Mm. Use the skills that you gain from the all roundedness to help you do your strength better. Help you do your job, which is the main focus, do, make it do better. So basically go through those lines, along those lines. Yeah. Um. Next question. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Okay. Uh, About three jobs in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, three more jobs. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm looks scared right now. <laughs> yeah, I think um, five years time. A materialistic answer, an honest answer would be, um, I'll be maybe a d director of some career service somewhere in the UK in okay. five years time. Yeah. A lot of people would say it is very ambitious, but yeah, I will make it happen somehow. And uh, But that's a materialistic answer. But let's give a more visionary answer yeah which is uh, which is something which fuels me i think uh being in higher education i see how it is i need to make careers and employability cool mm, that's true. where you see in me in five years so every student that participates in some careers and employability stuff they should feel cool they'd be like wow this is something cool to be associated with mm. So my vision in five years time, I'll be, I'll be somewhere branding careers and employability and making it look larger than life. Mm. So you see me in five years making a larger than life image of careers. That is the biggest problem I see. I go to classrooms, I give them a vision of the future. I'm like, inspire them. What is careers consultancy? Yeah. CVs, cover letters, you find that online. How to make a CV? Chad GPT can do that better than me. Careers consultancy is all about motivating and inspiring them. And that's what is lacking. That's where you see me in five years. Making, coming up with this movement of making careers and employability cool and larger than life, where you walk the talk first. When you go into a classroom, you're not another academic or teacher coming there to show them some slides. You are there to inspire them to do some action, make things happen. They should look up to you. You know, idol? Careers mm. people should be like that. When you go to a classroom, you should have some stories of your life to share. I go to classrooms, I tell them all the part-time jobs that I've done. My journey from, you know, I'm from a different country. I was a regional manager back in my country. My first job here in the UK, from that I had a PA back in my country. A PA and I was managing three cities worth of business. Cool. I came here, my first job as pot washer for a buffet. There you go. But how I went, and this is three and a half years ago. Wow. Three and a half years ago from that to this job right now and sitting in this podcast. There you go. Things can happen. Very, very quickly you can do all of those things. 
So have some, everyone has something inspirational to share. I look at all of the other career consultants and all these organizations that I've worked with. Everyone has something special to share. The problem is everyone is so closed. Mm. They think their credibility comes from education. It doesn't. They think their credibility is what, uh, how professional they sound. No, it's not. Gen Zs in today's world, they connect to you more if you tell them a story. You give them narrative of your own life. You inspire them with what you have done. I think that's where you see me in five years. Like where I start a movement where career consultants are not bookish people, not theoretical people, but people who inspire students to do something about their lives. That's where you see me in five years. I was going to say, I, I never had one when I was at uni. I, I didn't even hear about it. I don't know if there was anything around, um, then. There was. There was. And, you know, you're eligible for lifelong support. But it depends. Because, you know, as a student, that's the last thing yeah. on your mind. I was going to say, employability is unfortunately viewed by many, but not all, as a add-on. As a bolt-on right at the end. Ah, oh, I'm finished my degree now. Let me get a job. Who do I go to these people? They can sort out my CV. They can... No, it's a journey of vision. Vision's incredibly important. I'm only realizing that now, by the way. I didn't know that when I was 21. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it was a, yeah, it's a journey. It's a vision. You need to have direction and guidance. And this is where people like Danny can really come in and inspire people early I, to say, look, the time is now to get started. <laughs> and your future self will thank you when you do get started. There you go. And I always say this uh, thing around um, careers and employability. I think... <clears throat> I think you need to learn to sell your education. Well. Yeah, yeah. Simple as that. Every single person is a graduate in today's market. Yeah. If you do not learn how to sell your education, it's of no use. I always give example of myself. Three masters, pieces of paper. The value is never the transcript or the degree you get. The value is the way I talk about my education. That's the value of education. Mm. The education is never the piece of paper that you get at the end. It's all about how you talk about it. So that's, I think, that's the plan. That's where you see me in five years. Changing this whole scenario of careers and employability. When do you get in contact with your students? Is it first year, second, third year? I think well, all different years. I all think even, years. even pre-starters, well, look, look at the open days and stuff. We are still there. Yeah. Uh, I think there's so much improvement that can be done with open days and how we could inspire them and not come across as just another support service. Yeah. And that's where the larger than life image comes in. Some of the new stuff that I'm about to think you're about to start is basically uh, use flash mobs. Nobody's done that yet. So careers flash mobs. And I have a good plan for it, which is something uh, you could definitely do. Tell the lecturer before that you are coming on the class, but the lecturer would act that they, are, they were not expecting you. Just go into a class and just say, I'm just taking over the class. Whatever this guy is telling you, it's important, but not important than career employability. Imagine the class. What would you, they feel? You get them hooked on. He'll be like, well, what's happening? He's taking over the class. But the lecturer would know this, but they would act, they will play along. Mm. Like you just sit down, propers, please. This is important, but not as important. There you go, imagine. Career flash mobs. These little gimmick stuff, we need to do that ASAP. Otherwise we lose Gen Zs. I think people, the, the previous generations, they still used to consider careers and employability something. Mm. They... And right now, because the this Gen Z um, thingy, um, this generation, is into self-help, so they they will help themselves. This career stuff, I think, if they see all this, all the stuff that we do is online, they'll help themselves. So I think that's where 
you need to bring larger than life image that being associated with careers you're getting something much more you're getting that energy to rock your world and your career i think that's where it's headed so we need to come across as some good some good idols they can look up to so that's where you see myself yeah and the last question uh, i've got what would you tell yourself what you know now 10 years ago oh i think oh, so I, this will this will be the smallest answer i'll be like uh, keep doing what you're doing you're on the right track thank you that's what we pretty much said as well didn't we yeah don't don't stress don't, don't stress I, I wouldn't Relax. change anything everything works out I, i wouldn't change anything i would be like yeah. just do what you're doing just do what you're doing i think because i never regret anything whatever i did 10 years ago i think i was on the right path because everything that you do even if you lose or if if you don't do it right you're learning i would never replace my learning with successes never ever cherish your failures and then you'll become successful only then you will know how to become the best version you know all that tiktok stuff <laughs> cherish your failures Yeah. enjoy them i know the linkedin stuff <laughs> yeah yeah literally yeah. hashtag development development literally so that's the, that's my advice <laughs> no advice to danny 10 years ago no advice at all carry on and there we have it listen i'm not, uh, i'm sitting here right now trying to reflect in my own mind and, and what i got out of that was danny is a guy who circumvents the rules for the greater good he's driven i'll say it he's driven as fuck so make sure you leave this driven as well if you are feeling like you want to supercharge your linkedin don't forget to check out last week's episode where we had danny in that same seat giving us basically a master's worth of knowledge on how to supercharge your linkedin this has been before our friends die on the akin software digital network you're joined by me kavan me rash and our very special guest danny merza thank you danny man thank all his links on, are below Thank you so much for joining us. One thing I want to say is if you enjoyed this, please don't forget to go in the archive. Check out our other episodes too. We also feature shows like Sofa Sensei's if you're into combat sports and Cool Find Dumb Wicked if you love music. Finally, the last thing to say is please share this episode, share our other episodes, and don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating and review because you know those things, algorithms, it really helps us out with those. There we have it. Take care and good night. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you.